Hello. <laughs> I gotta say what? Welcome everyone to the latest edition of Say What? Say What? I'm trying to get him to play with me here. I don't know I'm, why he goes what? <laughs> what? Say Say What? That's say better. What? That's better. All right, I, we'll work well, on what? that. All right. Well, I'm your host, Laura Thornquist, and what? it's well, it is What, okay. but it's a play on words with What, right? I hear you. All right, this is Jess and Bradshaw. So what? This is our energy guru, by the way, of Energy Elgro. Elgro, our guru from Energy Elgro. Boy, an ogre guru, huh? You're an ogre guru. That's something special. Yeah, all right. Well, here we're here to talk about energy oh, and electricity exciting. generation. I know, exactly. So I know it's really a slow, it's like the slow news day. <laughs> you guys wheel me out of my office to come talk about something. That I'm hoping not to just absolutely bore our audience. So if I start nodding off, just just hit me on occasion. Yeah, the bad news is I can't tell when the audience is actually falling asleep. So we yeah. might be able to see that in the metrics that it like stops. People are cut. Yeah, yeah, that's 45 right. Seconds. They're like, yeah. I'm out. I'm done. No, really. The fact is, is you know we don't think about electricity a lot. A lot of people really don't know where it comes from. Right. They just turn the switch on and off, and they're happy. Um, but it really is kind of a, a interesting um, about this commodity, how it's actually generated. So I don't even know where to start. Electricity 101. What's the best way to explain how elect- electricity is made? Well, electricity is one of the weirdest things that it's almost like time. Mm-hmm. It's this like it's this concept. We sort of experience it, but it's really hard for most people to get their fingers on what it is exactly. They can describe what it does, but in right. terms of what it is 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 harder to sort of get your arms around and it, it's not because people are you know, dumb or they don't know anything about it it's just in their normal experience they're not going to run into it quite as frequently you know so i think that's that's the first thing is we just don't we don't really run into situations where people are going to talk to us about what that is more frequently than not so right uh, so you know power and electricity for us is what we use um for almost everything in our modern way of life but it's it's a way for us obviously to get work or energy uh, production out of something, right? Mm-hmm. So we use it for lighting, we use it for in, uh, for motors, we use it for all different kinds of things that are going on. So here in the U.S., we have a certain kind of characteristics for how that electricity works. Um, characteristics are similar but different in other parts of the world. But one of the things that happens on the bolt grid perspective here, what we try to do is uh, we run all of our equipment um, at least it, as it comes out of the wall, on alternating current. Okay. So, you know, everyone sort of heard of AC-DC or AC and DC. I mean, Not that, the band. Right. Okay. But it means different things to different people. I so, had to. You know I had to. Of course, because okay. you're just trying to sidetrack me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Stay on track. <laughs> um, so there's, you know, batteries and your battery devices, those all work on direct current. Mm-hmm. Most of the stuff that comes out of the wall is going to happen, is going to work off of alternating current. So what does that really mean? It means that it's a, it's a sine wave. It really, there's a, the, the current actually goes up and down. Um, from what that really means is, we could spend way too long talking about that, but what right. it really means is that that's the kind of electricity that we get. And what, what the whole system tries to manage is frequency. And the frequency is this, this trough to this trough or what that, what that curve looks like. It's trying to maintain. All of our motors are optimized around 60 hertz. Mm-hmm. And so all of the stuff that we're using uses that frequency. Okay. So that's what the bulk grid is trying to manage to is frequency. So when you have more demand on a system than there is electricity supply, it tends to slow the frequency down. 
And when you have too much, it makes the frequency go too fast. So that's how the bulk power system looks at it. So another very odd aspect of electricity that most of us don't really think about is because we, you know, we all love science fiction and you know, we, we read things or mm-hmm. TV or movies, sort of gloss over the realities. But electricity is super odd in that for all intents and purposes, we really can't store it at the industrial level. Right. Like people think, oh, we'll just get some big battery packs. But I mean, the, it's just not even remotely plausible today. Um, the, you don't use it, you lose it. Well, you can't actually produce more than is consumed. Okay. And you really, if you try to produce less than is that it is consumed, you end up having blackouts and brownouts. Okay. So it's a weird, it's like you're always on the edge of a knife. The system is always trying to be perfectly balanced. Okay. And that's one of the things that's just not intuitively appealing to people is like literally every time you go hit a light switch, mm-hmm. there's some reaction that happens somewhere in the system. It's, it's the sum of all of the little activities that happen. But theoretically, if everybody else uses exactly what, they're using and you hit a light switch, a power plant somewhere is incrementing its output by a very small amount in order to keep everything in the same status quo. So it's a very interesting. It's actually really fascinating. It is. And it's, you know, it's definitely the, you know, the rabbit hole, you can go down into it, you know, right. way too far. But, you know, that's one of the backdrops against which we're all, you know, buying our own electricity in our homes is mm-hmm. that that all happens outside of us. All we're really trying to figure out is how can I get you know, the most cost-effective electricity service. And so as time goes on, when we start to really think about what does that mean, that it's the ultimate just-in-time commodity. Point. Yep. Nothing else is like that. Like in mm-hmm. our experience, we think of, well, I want to buy in bulk. Like if you say, hey, I want to go to Sam's Club or I want to go to Costco and I can get a better deal. I got to buy more of it than I, than I need, but I want to sort of save some of it. Right. That's how almost everything that we buy, we think of it that way, but electricity just doesn't work that way because you can't buy it in bulk. Hmm. You can only buy exactly mm-hmm. what you use. And right. so so a lot of our notions of how we buy things just isn't really applicable to the way electricity works. It's this very odd duck. It's its own thing in a lot of different ways, just right. separate from a lot of our other experiences. Well, you, I mean, you raise really good points, and again, it's very mind-boggling That's and really hard wants. for once that's right (laughs) one time i'll give you one yes (laughs) it's mind-boggling though i mean if you really bring it down to um the basic level though let's talk about how you make electricity where's it come from so you know there's all different kinds of generators Mm -hmm. uh, that are out there and generally speaking we have you know solar there's different kinds of solar electricity generation there's PV cells, the kinds that we're used to seeing, the PV panels, uh, they're photovoltaic. I was going to say, what is this? Okay. I always say that uh, wrong. There's another kind, it's called solar trough. So what it does is it has like a big C-shaped, and it's like a mirror inside, and mm-hmm. it actually reflects sunlight into a tube in the middle, and it heats like salt or something like that. So that's it changes that into thermal. Okay. Uh, and then there's other some some people might have seen this is really some cool pictures on the internet where you have these big mirror rays out like in the desert it's like a big circle okay and those ones they take the sunlight and they reflect it towards a big tower and then inside that tower all these uh, mirrors are focusing uh, light onto that tower and it actually superheats it and so it makes steam uh, or or something it'll, it'll melt salt or something like that well, the, you, those are thermal as well right. So there's that kind. Um, 
the traditional kinds of generation, they're all sort of similar. What they use for a fuel and how they actually convert is maybe a little bit different. So like a nuclear power plant, different kinds of nuclear power plants, they will boil water or they will take, uh, they create steam or they'll create superheated water that you turn into steam. And then they'll use that steam to move a big steam turbine. Right. And that turbine generates electricity. So the And these turbines are fascinating, by the way. They're, they're, yeah, yeah, they're absolutely gargantuan. Yeah. So natural gas plants, uh, even jet engine types of plants, they, they, you know, jet engines by themselves, but some of them take the waste heat and turn steam turbines. Mm-hmm. Coal plants will make steam, just turn steam turbines. So that, that technology is all pretty similar. But one of the interesting things about that is even the way they generate electricity is not sort of common to the way we think it should be, right? So one of the interesting things, you know, this is super cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Deja and I were looking around and found this little hand crank generator to sort of show people um, how this works. But one of the things that we tend to think about with a power plant is, hey, um, demand's super high, it's a super hot day, and we know there's like, you know, it's going to be tight. So we think of, like, I think most people think of, um, generators is almost like a jet in, like a jet plane or something like if I need more power we just throttle it up more just yeah. give it more power make right. it run faster right. and that's not at all how generators work so the way that generators work is they're operating at a constant speed they're trying to maintain because again we talked about that whole issue of frequency so they're trying to maintain that output and that speed and the more demand you put on, it's like more and more weight. It's trying to keep that whole thing moving the same the steady speed, speed, right? But it's getting heavier and heavier and harder and harder. The, the the resistance to turning that, that's where that work is coming in. But it's not going any faster. It's mm. trying not to go any slower, mm-hmm. right? It's just trying to maintain that. And it's just like more and more and more and more weight on that. And it, and it gets to a point where... You literally, if there weren't protection schemes in there, you could break, you could snap the rotors on some of these pieces of equipment. They just have too much load where you just, you'd have a mechanical failure. Sure. So they have protection uh, around not letting that work. So the way I like to think about it is more like, imagine that we had our car mm-hmm. and we were trying to maintain 55 miles an hour. And that's really what that generator is trying to do. It's trying to maintain 55 miles an hour, but it can't downshift, it can't upshift. So think about, you know, your car at 55 and you're going through hilly terrain, up and down hills, mm-hmm. where your engine's struggling to keep that 55 and then, right. and then it is able to get it, no problem. So it's, it's that kind of thing where you're trying to maintain that constant um, speed in terms of what's happening. So it's, it's just counterintuitive. It's not what we tend to think. About. It really is. It's kind of like cruise control, if you think about it, right? But well, it, exactly you, you, yeah, you put it on cruise control and it's like, hmm, interesting. All right, so show us. How this works? Give us an idea of. Well, the the thing is, and it's sort of hard to demonstrate right. um, to others, but one of the things that I wanted to get for a lot of the folks around here is, you know, if you're if you're running a generator like this, and you're you know obviously you can turn this crank, and what's happening with the power plant is it's trying to maintain, you know, whatever that speed is, right? So we're on cruise control, right? Right. So <laughs> if I were to remove this. So there's now no electrical load. There's no resistance. Right. It's like super duper duper easy to do this, right. right? If I had this is this happens to be an LED bulb, but if I had an incandescent bulb, so let's say this is a five watt bulb, and I put a sixty watt incandescent in here, uh, it'd be massively more difficult for me to maintain that same RPM. 
That makes a lot of and sense. And that's, you know, one of the tactile things that I wanted to be able to show people for them to have an idea of how this all works is, uh, you know, it's, it's just not intuitively appealing. It's a great visual. Good idea. Um, let's talk about some of the most common ways we generate electricity here in, in Texas specific. Sure. Yeah, so we have um, our, our, our generation resources are not, um, they're not quite as broad based as we might find in other parts of the country. So here, the vast majority of our power generation comes from natural gas as its primary fuel. Right. So uh, we have two large nuclear facilities. Uh, there's one uh, in South Texas and one up in, in North Texas. Aren't those extremely costly to maintain, though? Um, so there's so much special protection that's yeah. baked into the nuclear facilities. You know, there's so much oversight, that the number of personnel that you have there and the regulations, and understandably so. I mean, well, yeah. You want to make sure that those. <laughs> so the variable cost is very, very low because uranium is a fuel cost. Mm -hmm. You replace uh, a third of the reactor every 18 or 24 months, depending upon the cycle. And it's relatively inexpensive. The fuel is very, very inexpensive. But you have massive costs to construct it. And you have massive costs to maintain it. So okay. it's a very low variable cost, but a very high capital and, and fixed cost associated with, with running those. The, to say nothing of disposing of the spent fuel. No question. So that's a different okay. angle entirely. Natural ga gas, nuclear. So we have that. We have some hydroelectric resources. Okay. So we have, um, they call it here, we don't have big, as many big dams and, and, and where we're storing that water and then we can spill it over to create electricity. Right. A lot of ours, we call it run of the river. So whatever the flows are, that's how much electricity is generated. So we don't have a ton of hydroelectric resources, but there is some. Okay. Um, we have a, on a nameplate basis, which means the theoretical amount, we have a ton of wind generation capacity in Texas. Very, 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 very large uh, theoretical amounts of wind generation capacity. Primarily in West Texas, but not only in West Texas. Yeah, there's, uh, so um, the majority of that's going to be up in uh, West Texas Panhandle area, um, and it's all very geographically similarly located. Yeah. And then you have uh, other wind capacity that's been put in more on the coast, so along, along the coast. And so they actually have very different profiles of output yeah. um, in the... In, in the panhandle area, a lot of that, a lot of the output tends to come, if you think about it, uh, as the sun heats the earth, mm -hmm. you know, these transitions of day to night, mm -hmm. that's when you get a lot of your wind kicking up, right? So as the sun is coming up, you know, it's heating up and there's moving wind from one area to the other. In the middle of the day, when it's like stagnant yeah. hot, the output tends to go down. And then as you get into the evening hours, you start to get this temperature differential and the wind picks back up. Yep. So in, in those in those places, it tends to not follow when we use electricity the most. Um, unlike on the coast, the coast tends to have a much better profile because you know we you have sea breeze that shows yeah. up. So that actually, tend, as the day goes on, the difference between the temperature on land and the temperature of the Gulf mm -hmm that just gets bigger and increases the winds. The winds pick up as the day goes on. It actually coincides with how we use electricity more. So hmm. it sucks to sort of have big windmills uh, and big wind generation yeah. on, on our coasts. But in terms of it's renewable effective. generation, it's, 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 it's better. But the vast majority of what's actually generated is, is, uh, is off of natural gas. So a lot of our legacy 
natural gas power plants were ones that were just big boilers. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I were to go back 25, 30 years ago, it's mostly great big, huge power plants that have big boilers and um, uh, you know, big boxes, and they create steam. So starting in the late 90s, early 2000s, almost all of those old legacy plants were replaced with combustion turbines, brand new, efficient yeah. uh, combustion turbines. So they take sort of a neat way this works, and this has been going, it's not brand new, but it's happening at a much more efficient scale. You'll have a jet engine, mm-hmm. and then they take the waste heat, and they take that heat, and they actually make steam. They, they extract all that heat out of the, out of the, out of the exhaust, okay. and they make steam, and then they t- take that steam and turn that into uh, electricity as well. So they call it combined cycle. There's two cycles, okay. that work, and they're very efficient. Um, so a, a huge amount of the of the generation that we are uh, running today is that kind of is that kind of generation. So we have several different resources. Of course, you know Texas uh, population continues to increase day by day. Um, do you ever see a shift in the form of generation that we'll be using primarily instead of natural gas? So um, you know there's there's a lot. Tons of folks really want, I mean, today, the, the, the awareness of environmental types of things. We're, right. we're definitely moving away from, you know, coal-fired capacity in Texas. We were never a big coal um, place to begin with. We That's were right. almost always, uh, you know, gas-focused. And, and the, the coal plants that we did have, a lot of them, we, we have a kind of really horribly inefficient coal called lignite. Mm-hmm. And we actually have that in the ground here in Texas. And so the coal plants that we have, a lot of them were actually these lignite plants. And those are, those are starting to go away as well. But I, I think that the challenge is today, everyone really wants to talk about how do we move to sort of carbon-free generation? How are we going to get to some of these things? And the problem today is um, as long as consumers consume electricity whenever they want to consume electricity, mm-hmm. um, and the way, you know, the way it's currently done today, there may be some time of use. I, I pay a different rate during the daytime than I do during the nighttime. But that doesn't really reflect what the cost to serve that. I mean, it's not as simple as day-night. Right. These, these prices and, and the these things happen on a minute-to-minute basis. So it, it's actually significantly more complicated than that. But as long as people consume how they want to consume, would, that means that we have to have power plants that are able to meet the demand when it's, when it's there, when it's being demanded. Mm-hmm. So the problem with the current slate of renewable resources that we have or the current carbon-free resources in terms of wind and or solar is they're like, they're not smart devices. They just produce what they can produce. and so the When they can. Right, and the yeah. slack gets picked up from these other kinds of resources. So the answer is I can see us continuing to add more and more solar capacity and i can see us adding more and more wind capacity but we still have to add more of these other kinds of traditional power plants in order to take up the slack for when they're not there the biggest revolution that could occur would be some kind of step change in um, storage we we find some new way to actually uh, store electricity efficiently Mm -hmm. um, and, and you know that's not immediately visible on the horizon what would that look like though if we were to find that type of storage 
Well, I think that, you know, it would be some kind of a battery, whether it's a flow, flow battery design or some other kind of a design that allows us to say, hey, during these periods of time, we have tons of excess wind capacity. Mm-hmm. It wants to generate more electricity than there's actual demand. And that battery technology just seamlessly picks up all the excess production and it stores it away for later when uh, the right. solar or the wind is not there during the evening time. And then you roll back to the battery capacity to make up for what else is not happening from those renewable resources. But do you ever see a time where if that were the case that we could retire all the natural gas, all of those other except for green renewable energy? I think the answer is that would most likely occur. Uh-huh. Uh, so the the big difference between traditional power generation and what's what's going on in renewables is it's sort of like this difference between telecommunications and, and energy. Yeah. So if we think about telecommunications uh, in telecom, um, you spend a tremendous amount of money putting uh, fiber optics in the ground and you put poles and you put all these things, all these places where you spend tons of money building infrastructure yeah. and the cost to move the data or the photon across the line is very, very small. So that business is one where you got to build new cell towers, you got to build all this infrastructure, but the data, you know, it's, it's like we used to, you know, people talk about, yeah. I'll call you when my nighttime plans starts. That sort of dates us, how old we are. <laughs> it does, but, unfortunately. Um, but power has been traditionally not that way. Right. It's a lot of the cost of what you get delivered is what the fuel cost is for that power plant because it does make a difference. If you have to run a jet engine mm-hmm. uh, to meet peak demand, those are significantly less. They can get online faster and they can meet those peak demand. They call them peakers, as a matter of fact. Um, they're much more expensive. Their production of the, of the electricity is much more expensive. However, if we got to a point where uh, we had very large amount of wind capacity, very large amount of solar capacity, and very large penetrations of battery technology, it starts to look more like the telecommunications business. It does, right? right. So the fuel for all these things is free, mm-hmm. right? And so the cost to deliver this is now a function of the capital we put into the wind, the wind generators, the That's capital right. we put into the solar plants and the capital that we put into the battery technology. So now we're talking about recovering the, the capital costs. The variable cost to provide the electricity is very, very little. So if that were the case and we actually got that way, I think it will absolutely displace, mm-hmm. uh, depending upon what the cost. You know, you know, if it's if it's a million dollars to put in something that we can do on thermal, uh, on traditional, that right. costs a hundred thousand um, dollars. If it takes you know ten times the amount of time to pay back, then it, it might take a while. But you know. Th- as batteries, you know, more and more money and funding and, and expertise gets into these things and the cost to do that gets lower and lower and lower. We see that with the installed cost of PV panels. Mm-hmm. It's a fraction. I mean, like a fraction of what it was 15 years ago. Yeah. And the output is massively greater than what it was before. And, and there's a similar trend in the, in the wind generators themselves. So, yeah, I mean, I think we will, I think we will eventually get there. It's going to take some time, though. But it's, it's not like it's a two, long, three years. It's a long right. way away. Long right. Way away. And when we say long way away, we're talking over twenty. I mean, in my mind, 20, 30 years, fifteen to twenty years at the earliest. So. 
So in the meantime, um, you know, again, a lot of people, carbon emissions, everybody's talking about carbon emissions. I mean, that's kind of the hot word right now sure. and reducing their carbon footprint and that right. type of thing. Um, we here at Energy Ogre are make, trying to make some adjustments and, and, and um, make some changes with our members. Maybe we can talk a little bit about what we are working on uh, in phase three of our company. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the positive news for most people in Texas, as the years go on, you know, we use more electricity than other parts of the country. Right. Just because we, you know, we have more uh, cooling demand than you would, let's just say, in like Wisconsin. For it's example. hot in here, Texas. <laughs> so, so, you know, we absolutely use more energy mm -hmm. than, than folks use elsewhere. But the, 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 the profile of the electricity that we're using is significantly more uh, carbon um, minimized than most other parts of the country. So we, I mean, there's a huge portion of the actual delivered electricity on a day-to-day -day basis or on a year-to-year -year basis that's coming from wind and is coming from very efficient, clean-burning natural gas combined cycle facilities. So our, mm -hmm. our coal capacity has continued to be reduced. So the positive news is, although we're using more and we can always you know, be much more efficient uh, with, with what we're doing in our homes, but for us here, we're already on the right side. Texans are already on the right side of this to begin with. It's always a pleasure having you here. And you know, um, it's folks- It's always a pleasure being here. Yeah? It's, it's such a challenge to get here. I'm always sweating traffic <laughs> as I walk I from my desk right here. It is a challenge. I appreciate your, it's always being a pleasure for me to be here. Well, it really is. Yeah, as I walk by your <laughs> office every That's single day. <laughs> it is, I enjoy, we enjoy talking with you. We really do because uh, your insights are valuable to, like to everyone. Like the it is a railway. Okay. Yes, you got it. If you have more questions for him, because we do want to bring him back, because he does spend a lot of time getting to the office every single day. and, and <laughs> It's a huge challenge. <laughs> it is a huge. Anyway, if you do have some questions for him, please leave a comment down below. Uh, we always enjoy having him on the show. So if you ask, we want to ask Justin this, then that just gives us more reason and incentive to say we need to have you on the show. Okay. More and more. Thanks. I'm happy to answer anything. So. All right. Well, related to electricity. Anyway, all right, fair enough. Well, in the meantime, you know, as we say, uh, be cool, stay kind, and do great things because, Justin, it is the ogre way. <laughs>